Bookleys, and welcome to our first Writing Tips episode. Now, before we get into this, I wanted to just take a quick second and let you know what the writing tips are going to be like. So, writing tips are pretty much exactly what they sound like. They are going to be little episodes here and there where I go ahead and sit down and give you guys some writing tips. These tips are going to be coming from my experience as being an author, also from my school time, and also just from things that I've heard from fellow author friends. Now, one of the things that you want to keep in mind when it comes to writing tips from anybody, not just from me or from somebody on the street, but anyone, is that you really want to take most all of them with a grain of salt. There's not too many hard and fast rules when it comes to writing. There are some, and whenever we hit one of those when we do a writing tips episode, I'll go ahead and let you know that before the episode starts. But otherwise, what you want to do with a writing tip is just really think about it. Decide whether or not that particular writing tip resonates with you. If it does sound like it's going to work for whatever you're looking for or for any kind of struggle you might be having in your writing, then great, give it a try. If it doesn't sound like it's going to work for you and your particular writing style, that's okay too. You also want to remember, if you go ahead and give something new a try and it doesn't really work out, please don't get discouraged. It doesn't mean that you're not a good writer, and it doesn't mean that you're not going to succeed. All it means is that that particular method of writing doesn't really work for you, and that is completely okay. You want to find the way that works best for you and your particular writing style, so that way your craft, your work, is going to turn out the best it can possibly be. Okay, let's go ahead and jump right into this episode's writing tip. Now, for this episode, we are looking at the different ways that you can plot your story. I know a few different ways that you can go about doing this, but I'm very sure that there are several more ways that you can plot your story. So if none of this sounds like it's going to work for you, that's okay. You can always go ahead and go online and do a quick search, and I'm sure quite a few will pop up. If you know of any other way that you can plot your story, please feel free to leave a comment on my website for this particular podcast episode. You can find those at www.bookishcreation.com, and then there's a page for the podcast that lists all the episodes on there. One popular way to plot your story is to plot everything out before you even start to write. This means that you're going to sit down and decide exactly what you want to happen in each chapter. I like to call this form of plotting a bi-chapter plotting. Now, this can range in detail from just an in-general idea of what will happen in the story, such as chapter 3, POV from the heroine and the couple meets to completely detailing out what's going to happen in each chapter. So for something that detailed, it would look a little something like this. Chapter 3, POV from the heroine. The heroine finishes her Pilates class and is heading to the shower when her best friend stops her for a chat about the different couch choices they have for a new client for their interior design job. The chat lasts a little too long and the heroine notices she's going to be late for her dinner with her mom. She rushes to the door rather than to the showers in order to try and make it home to get everything ready before her mom gets there for dinner. She runs straight into the hero and they have an awkward exchange at first that quickly melts into a more romantic setting. After assuring each other that they are both okay and the heroine explaining that she wants to get home in time to be able to get everything ready for the dinner for her mom, the hero offers to give her a ride back to her apartment. As you can see, the details vary greatly when it comes to bi-chapter plotting, 
But when you choose this to be your plotting method, what you want to do is just be sure that you pick whatever kind of detailing that you're comfortable with. And also know you don't have to stick with the same amount of detail when you're plotting out your story. Some chapters might just have the in general type of details going on, and in others you might have a whole lot more. It's just about whatever makes you the most comfortable. Another method to plot out your story is something that I like to call the from A to B plotting method. I know a few authors who use this type of plotting when they go to write their books, and how it works is you know how your story starts, and you know how your story is going to end, but you don't know anything about what happens in between. So you just kind of let your writing flow and take shape as you go along. Now, most of the authors that I know that do use this method just kind of go for it, but one of the things that I would suggest when you want to try this style is to write down your original idea for how your story is going to start and how it's going to end, and then if you have any new ideas that come along while you're writing your story about the start and finish of it, go ahead and write it down underneath. The reason why I suggest this is because when we're in the midst of our writing, things tend to change. And if you have a new idea pop into your head, it's always kind of nice to just have all of those ideas listed out. So that way, when you're done with your first draft, you can kind of go back and look at all of your different ideas on how to start your story and how to finish it. And then you can choose which one works best for the story as it manifested. Now, this is going to sound funny, but another very popular form of plotting is to not plot anything at all. <laughs> I know that for a lot of people that sounds really weird, but I know a lot of authors who don't do any previous plotting before they just jump right into writing. Now, for this particular method, the author tends to know who their characters are and what their characters are. And by that, I mean they know if they're humans or vampires or... I don't know, maybe aliens with purple polka dots? <laughs> Whatever they happen to choose their characters to be, they tend to know that before they start writing. And they also tend to know the overall struggle that the characters are going to face, as well as for sure knowing the genre that the book is going to be in. Now, another not so well known form of plotting out your story is what I like to call the background writing method of plotting out your story. And this is actually the form of plotting out that I do for my own stories. This was taught to me by a professor back in college, and I was kind of surprised to learn a few of my friends did do this in some way, shape, or form when it came to plotting out their books. What you do for this particular method is you don't necessarily do a detailed by-chapter plotting type thing. What you do is you sit down with a notebook and you actually write down the character's background history. You're going to write down things like what they look like, what they talk like, what their experiences were, how they were raised, the different places that they've been to. What school did they go to? What significant events happened in their life that changed them? Or what significant events happened in their lives that really didn't change them? What kind of things do they enjoy? What kind of foods do they like? What kind of music do they like to listen to? Just everything that you can possibly think of for that particular character that makes up their personality, you're going to write it down. Now, please keep in mind that 90% of what you write down for a background writing method really probably won't end up 
in your actual writing, and that's okay. What this is doing is just allowing you to get a little bit closer to your characters, so that way you know them more like you would know a friend. What that does is allow you to predict a little bit better how they would react to any kind of situation that came up within the story. This helps you out a lot when it comes to certain types of plot holes, as well as just being able to refer back to it. I personally really love doing this before I write any of my stories because it lets me feel a strong connection to my characters. Now, another way that I have heard of to plot your story is a more visual form of plotting. In this particular method, what you're going to do is take a bunch of papers and either tape them together or go to a stationery store and buy one of those paper rolls and then lay it out on the floor or a really big table and go ahead and plot your story on that. This is going to look a little bit similar to that by chapter form of plotting, but it's probably going to be more towards the less detailed side. The authors that I've heard of that like to use this particular method like doing it because it allows them to see it in more of a timeline fashion and it helps them keep their book organized a little bit better. One final form that I do know of for plotting your story involves carrying a notebook around with you. For this particular form of plotting, what you're doing is you're actually writing down any kind of inspiration that comes to you throughout the day. And then when you sit down to start writing your story itself, you take all those notes that you wrote down from whenever or wherever, and you use that as a rough plot idea for your story. One of my professors in college actually used to do this form of plotting all the time. Knowing a lot of different methods to go about plotting out your story can actually really help you as an author. If you find that you have consistent plot hole problems or other types of struggles whenever you're going about writing your story, knowing different things that you can add into your writing routine can help smooth those things out. To give you a better idea of what I'm talking about, I'm going to go ahead and go over a few of the plot holes that you could potentially run into as a writer and show you how using a different method or implementing a part of a different method could actually help you smooth those things out. If what you find you struggle with is character type plot holes, such as your character's looks change without notice, or your characters kind of act uncharacteristically, so in other words, your reader says that they do something that doesn't seem like something that they should have done, then the background writing method of plotting out your story might actually really help you with this. When you sit down to detail out your character's looks again, say for a second or a third or a fifth time even, then you can always refer back to that writing background that you already did and make sure that everything matches. Similarly, if you have that particular write-up for that character and something happens in the story that's really unexpected or kind of takes a turn for the worst, you can always refer back to their personalities and see how they would react. Is what you put down on the page something that would be completely unexpected for what they've experienced or the situation that they find themselves in? Now, sometimes plot holes can be more of the small detail variety that's actually really easy to miss even when it comes to editing. These types of plot holes tend to be things that the characters mention or do that seem really insignificant to the overall story, but it doesn't fit with previous information that was given. And while not a whole lot of readers will catch this, I guarantee you 
there will be a reader that catches that particular little misstep and then they're going to mention it and everyone's going to see it. So to give you a better example of what I'm talking about here, let's go ahead and look back at that more detailed by chapter plotting method example that I gave you earlier. In this example, we're in chapter 3, and the heroine is rushing out of the gym because she's running a little late and she's worried that she's not going to be able to get home in time to set everything up for dinner that she's planned to have with her mom. Now, let's back things up a bit. Let's say that in chapter 1, you introduce your hero, and he's actually a vampire. And while you do mention some special things that happen when he actually goes to change someone into a vampire, you don't say anything else different about his particular vampiric powers. This will lead the reader to think that he can't go out when it's sunny outside or during the day. Since what the heroine and her mom are meeting up for is for dinner, this at first glance seems pretty safe, since most people eat dinner at nighttime. But there is still a problem. Most people are going to view dinner as being something that's eaten between the hours of 5 and maybe 7 p.m. Now remember that the heroine is at the gym, and she needs to get home in time to get things ready before her mom gets there. Since the hero offers her a ride home, that also tells me that she doesn't have a car, so she's walking home, and she's worried about getting there in time to get everything set up. This tells me it's probably around 4 o'clock at the very latest, but my mind is more easily going to tell me it's 3 p.m. in the afternoon when she runs into the hero. Considering the fact that he's supposed to be a regular vampire as far as being able to be out during the daylight... This presents a real problem, because for most places in the world, 3 p.m. means it's still sunny out. This is one of those cases where it's the mention of dinner and the situation that the character is in that causes the plot hole. For these types of plot holes, the by-chapter plotting method actually really helps to smooth this out. Because if you have everything written down chapter by chapter of what you want to have happen in the story, you'll be able to see these things in the outline a lot easier and be able to catch them before they even wind up into the story itself. Now, if the type of plot holes that you're running into are more of the overall world-building type of plot holes, Mm, things might get a little bit trickier. So there are a lot of different types of world building plot holes that you can wind up running into. And the problem is that these can span for more than just one book. It can actually be a problem that winds up happening via a series. For these types of plot holes, you might be better off combining a couple of different plotting methods to try and help smooth it out. You can either combine the notebook method, where you're writing down all of your ideas about the world building in a notebook, and then you save that notebook for you to refer back to, or you can use the background writing method, but instead of using it to write down your character's background, you'd actually be writing down the world's background, or all the different rules in which exist in your world. Now keep in mind, if you're using the background writing method, you're going to be writing down a lot more than just the rules of your world. You're going to write down significant events that has caused these particular rules to wind up taking place, or you might be writing down elements of the world that cause different things to happen to different types of characters in the world. This can be a little bit helpful to you if you wind up having something happen that will change those particular rules, but if you don't think that that's going to help you out, then I would suggest more using the notebook method. 
Now, in conjunction with either of these methods, I would also suggest using the by chapter method of plotting or the more visual method of plotting, because that way you have everything written down for each individual book, and then you can refer back to either the notebook that you have about the rules of your world, or you can refer back to the background writing that you have for the world itself. Now, if your plot holes are more timeline-based plot holes, then I would suggest giving the visual method a try. That way you have everything written down in a form that you can easily see, and you can kind of piece together better how your story is going to be written out timeline-wise. Each of these methods have their own benefits and downfalls, and I am more than sure that there are several other plotting methods out there that you could find that could help you out. The important thing to remember is that whatever your method you choose really works for you. It's also important to remember that there is no such thing as a written in stone rule for how you plot. You can use one of these methods. You can use part of a method. You can combine things. You can change it to fit your own personal writing style. No matter what method you choose, you just want to make sure that you feel comfortable with it and it fits your specific needs. That's going to do it for this writing tips episode. If you have any questions or if you have a specific tip that you'd like to see featured on the podcast, you can always send me an email at bookishcreation at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast or leave me a review or a rating. We will have more writing tip episodes as well as some book reviews, more bookish hypes, and teaser reading episodes in the very near future. I hope you're all having a fantastic day and I'll talk to you next time. Bye!